Can you hear the music on your end? Nice. It is pretty good. It is. I had it made for me. I was, that's what I was hearing. Guy in Saskatchewan actually made it. And you're getting words for it now, too. Yep. Oh, see, you're listening. Oh, dude. Perfect. I'm paying attention. Pay attention. You're, you're there. Oh, it just gets you fired up, though. <laughs> All right, welcome back to another episode of On the Throne with Dick, and uh, big shout out to Senjin Boychuk for that incredible intro-outro music. Find him everywhere on the socials at Senjin Boychuk. And uh, on today's episode, we have special guest, the Angry Driller, aka the Angry Drilling Guy, with an exclamation point. Even <laughs> yes, it is. It usually is because usually when I got something to say, I make sure everyone hears it. <laughs> Whether they like to or not, I have a tendency to get a little loud once in a while. Yeah, hey man, that happens. You know, uh, is your blood pressure okay? Blood pressure's fine. Uh, my allergic reaction to stupidity isn't though. <laughs> yeah, no, I hear that. I hear that. It makes me angry a lot, and I do a lot of stupid shit too. So I can't, I can't say that I'm, I'm, uh, you know, uh, free of that. But you know, mm. uh, when I do do it. I, I take a responsibility for it and I and I try. Usually I'm pretty good at realizing I'm fucking up while I'm fucking up. And oh, I own I own that. Every every bad idea I've ever had, I didn't need alcohol to do it. I <laughs> did it straight up. It, it, hey, it, my whole life decision was based my whole life up to this point and still carrying on was based on the decision of well, I didn't go so bad. I wanted, let's see what happens next. Was is, is sort of the the whole theory of going at it? Uh, is, is is this a bad idea? Yeah. Should we still do it? Absolutely. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. It's like well, you know weighing out the risk versus the, the reward. <laughs> it's like yeah. Oh, I have a high risk low reward factor on, uh, with me for sure. But sometimes you gotta risk it for the biscuit. Hey, I forget what I forget what show that was. Uh, heck, but there was a line in it and says, hey, "Is the juice worth the squeeze?" There you go. <laughs> Sometimes it's not. Sometimes it's not. Sometimes you get there and you're like, "Well, this juice sucks." <laughs> yeah, damn it! I got syphilis. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> so, man, I've been talking to you on the phone for like the last couple days now man and like you know we could have almost uh recorded our phone conversation the other day it was almost 40 minutes and yeah. you know like man you got a lot of stories dude you you have a lot of shit and you've seen a lot of shit you've been a lot of places you've done a lot of things yeah i had, had <laughs> i have been lucky that way i uh, uh well and uh, as much as everyone never knows i got what am i 40 45 i guess but by by 30 i was i had already traveled hmm i think i was i was i was about 30 countries already by the time i was 30 traveling traveling around the planet um you know grew up grew up in this patch here started right at the bottom as a lease end and worked my way up and got up and out of there and then uh took myself on the international and man the world's a world world's your oyster they say and it's a pretty small place, but you sure find, <laughs> you know what they say. Every good, no good story ever started with a salad, but it sure does with a beer. 
so what's your what's your favorite place you've ever been? You know, honestly, every place has its own thing. And I've been I've been 44 countries, six continents now. Um, and here I found my way back home. But my every place has its own unique, cool everything about it because with my work it was I would be there for months at a time or a year at a time or two like for instance Cameroon I, I lived there for two years um, every place is super cool but I'll tell you if I were to ever disappear and say fuck this shit I'm done with these fucktards here I am out of here I would probably go to northern China of all places climate's a lot climate's a lot like this uh and what what you see in the media and the people of that sort it, it, it it's different once you get there and get immersed in that culture and 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 become part of that it's a pretty cool place you know thailand japan uh tunisia um australia Papua new guinea mexico it, Argentina, you know, all these places, they they have all their own something real cool about them and everyone wants to see them. But, uh, but it's hard it's hard to pick a favorite. But uh, like I said, if I were to go anywhere, if I disappeared and people were looking for me, you'd, you'd see a vanilla gorilla walking around northern China. <laughs> you, uh, so do you, do you think you have a kid on every continent or what? <laughs> no, 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 no. I've been uh, been 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 pretty lucky there. I'm pre I'm pretty sure. Anyways, no. Um, you know, that a lot of guys get into that into that world, especially when they get traveling that sort. And I, and and I got to tell you, you know, I have had more of my fair share of fun in that sort. But I also, at the same time, when when it when it was work, it 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 was always work, and it was the adventure of it was the coolest part right yeah. you know and and <laughs> making the time to to ruin something of that to ruin something like that over something like that was never on the forefront of the brain but i'll tell you there was <laughs> there was a couple times that it probably probably could have had me in trouble <laughs> oh man that's go over that's... go over to china and see go over to china see a six six foot tall chinese kid with curly hair you know i'm in trouble a big beard, anger problems. <laughs> <laughs> just, just mad at everybody. <laughs> you guys are fucking retarded. Ting tong pow, fuck you. Hey worm, go bring me the V-door key. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'll tell you over, uh, uh, and I'll tell you this one. China, China was a pretty cool project. I was working for, oh, it was a joint thing back then. I can't even remember the two companies, but. We were building drilling rigs for a drilling operation up in the northern highlands uh, for Papua New Guinea, and we're we're building them all over in China. And what a unique place facility we were at. We were in a place Langzhou. It's up in northern China, up uh, in Ginzhou province. And this rig building facility was pumping out one drilling rig a week. And when I say one drilling rig a week, these are these are five thousand horsepower triples, just big monsters. But in one end of this factory, and this factory is three miles long, by three miles long by three miles long, all one big sort of building, and then things in the middle and everything else. But in one end of this factory comes a train carrying iron ore, and out the other end 
is a drill and rig. They make everything from their nuts, bolts, bearings, pumps, everything. The iron ore come in one end and out the other end comes drill and rig. One a week, 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 consistently. And that is unheard of. You there? Oh. Yet inside this whole facility, they still have a steam powered. Oh, he's going quiet on us here. Are you there? Oh, man. Yeah, we disappeared for a sec. All right. That's good. You're back. You're back. Yeah. So inside yeah. this facility. But yeah. And they, a steam powered train that took everything around to the different buildings inside it. They had a big train bring it in, and they still had a steam-powered train like you read in books and and cart and you seen on cartoons. Uh, the old chugga chugga choo choo train, hauling stuff around in this thing. It was amazing, amazing. That's cool. And then from the, and these were heli rigs we were building for the Northern Highlands up in up in Papua New Guinea. And then, so then from there, that once we got the two of those done, then tore those apart and sent them over to Papua New Guinea, and then we were hel heliing them up into the mountains. That's so cool. That is that's pretty neat. Yeah, it was it it was cool, really cool. So, are you able to talk about your your endeavor that you're currently on? Or absolutely no, absolutely we absolutely we can talk about that. There's a there's a couple little pieces that I can't complete dive into, but yeah. I'll tell you there's a there's a couple sacks of shit involved in that thing as well too. But it's. Uh, you know, it's 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 a learning curve and going from it, and yeah, there's absolutely I'll talk about it. Darn so right. How, so how did you get from like, you know, where you were to, you know, starting your own thing? Well, here it is. So backing up a whole bunch as we were talking earlier. You know, so you were talking about that one gentleman, and it's I was a lot the same way when I started on drill rig. I was Lee Hannah. I looked at that roughneck, and I went, I wanted that fucker's job. So I worked and I took that guy's job. And then I looked at that motor hand and I went, fuck him. I want that motherfucker's job. Guess what happened? I got that one. I had to, I had to threaten to beat that guy up. That's another, <laughs> that's another, that's another funny story, but he left. And then same thing, Derek and driller. Well, you know, and, and I just kept working my way up from it. And, uh, then, that, you know, then got pushing, then got consulting, took me, you know, my things took me around the planet and it was, I got where I wanted to be and life was good. I was bouncing around the planet here, there, everywhere, doing consulting, engineering, me and some other friends of mine, we started our own company doing project management engineering. And that was this other stuff like in Cameroon and everything. And it was just getting closer to, to pre COVID there when the slowdown was coming. Yep. And we just finished up a big project. Um, down in Uruguay and it was right on the cusp of that slowdown there so we we sort of looked at everything and we went you know let's just shut the doors on this you know let's just close the doors because we don't want to be burning money and there's not lots of work going on let's just sort of shut the doors down and that's and and, and that's what we did and then COVID hit and you know everyone's scrambling for work and trying to do their thing here there and everywhere and you know, I got into doing heavy equipment hauling and building bikes for guys and, you know, just keeping myself alive. But at the same time, it was also a good time for me because my father was going downhill too. And 
so it was a good time for me to be home and and you know it spent a couple of years and he passed on and you know I just sort of got comfortable sticking around doing that and we hadn't really fired much up and so we'd been with with my other partners and friends and we were just sort of not doing very much with it and then a phone call one day come and and it was Greg one of my partners and very good friends called and said hey you know what we we got to do something with this because we've had it shut down for a long time and tax man's looking at us and they're they're out of texas and whatnot and and uh what should we do and we we're all humming and hawing and he happened to know a few guys and here and he had some oil men in his family and whatnot and and he said uh why don't we put some of this money into some wells that we'll uh redo up in north dakota we'll redo some of these wells and try and buy some acreages, redo these things, do a, see if we can make a go at it. And it was like, fuck yeah. You know what? Good idea. Let's do it. Well, all of a sudden we get looking at it and, and we find with, with this, he got, we got some acreages and a few things. And it's like, you want to drill a well? I'm like, fuck yeah, let's drill a well. Let's drill a well. And made a few phone calls and that sort. And next thing you know, we're, we're going to drill a well. And, uh, then the next search was going on because COVID had gone on and everyone had shut down and people had sold all their iron and equipment and this and that. But sort of a niche of, of mine was when I was the international thing, I was the guy to call for finding equipment, drilling rigs to go in here, there, everywhere. I just had my hand on knowing where a lot of this stuff had, stuff had gone, right? And through like Trinidad Enzyme, all that big buyout and that sort, knew where a lot of these rigs were and stacked and guys had, farmers bought them for this and that and whatnot. So they said, hey, Riley, think we can find a rig. And we looked and we looked and we looked and we couldn't find shit. And then I said, well, I do know like one or two down here that are pretty much what we're looking for. And what, you know, we could buy one by the time we're done waiting, you know, a year for a drilling rig, we could buy this one and get it going. And they're like, Fuck yeah! What? Let's do that. Well, then this all of a sudden the search comes on, and next thing you know, we just bought a drilling rig. That was my whole whole go at it last summer. Grabbed a rig that had been been racked for about oh six years, seven years. Nice telly double, uh, in 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 quite in quite good shape. An older style one, but in still quite good shapes. And we were still you know in the process of trying to make it make it right and make sure everything's good to go so we're in compliances and that sort so my whole summer last summer i spent going over a drilling rig top to bottom hiring a few you know a couple of no nobody hands that wanted some work kind of deal and spent my summer going that to get going for our drilling campaign and our and our original campaign started out with uh one well uh with that one being good would turn into three more in a thing and uh all of a sudden we did that and we started generating some interest there was a few people you bought a drill rig you bought it well here we we got a couple wells we want to drill we got a well we need to drill we got a well we need to drill and so all of a sudden it was like bing 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 well son of a bitch why don't we buy another one fuck we can become a contractor and a producer and it snowballed so freaking fast from just you know having a rig for doing our own thing to turning ourselves into a contractor well I'll tell you, I grew up on a drone rig, but I didn't spend a whole lot of time in the office. I skipped that part and went went on to the company side. And let me tell you, those guys, when you're working on the rig, you hate them sons of bitches in the office because you think they're cheap, you think they're this, there's never that right, and you never send you the parts you want. Well, when you become that guy, holy moly, you think it's bad out on a rig pushing and just trying to deal with crews. 
Oh, when you're when you're trying to run your own rig and trying to find crews, oh my god, there's some stupid motherfuckers out there. Anyways, here I'm rambling a bit. But so then all of a sudden, that's what it sort of bubbled into. And so we ended up buying another rig. Uh, we, we actually ended up buying two more, one down in Mississippi and another one down in Texas, which is getting a refit on it. But uh, with that, you know, when we were buying, we had to have some investors that, that uh, were being part of it. And at the same time, you know, I put all my eggs into one basket, what I had left of, left of everything. And uh, so did, so did three other guys and we all you know ha having cash flow is pretty pretty tight when you're trying to drill a well and also be the contractor right and pay the bills and you know no credit as a company like that because you're just starting from nowhere so we got a couple other guys involved and thinking that they were good guys and turns out they're the lowest form of shit that you could ever imagine they end up we and and ended up they ended up not paying if not paying some bills and disputing some stuff and took uh 1.2 million dollars that were out of escrow and run with it and then Jesus. and then yeah and uh and you know pulled the bankruptcy thing and pulled all these all these things and that's why i've been fairly quiet on social media for a while about it because all this stuff's been been in the courts dealing with these guys and and you know we're over the hump now and we're, and we're going to get it we've had to track them down because it's this is like the typical story you see on tv from something down in the states which is exactly what it is the guy picked the money and run and fucked off and left everyone hanging and then got hold of them you know it turns out he had 44 other companies and was has been doing the same thing to people forever and ever but you know that's why guys are salesmen i guess and and so it, so it, it it put a big hurt on us because here we are having all this stuff and 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 he was hoping he was going to kill us through the court system but our story you know the way things have panned out and coming we're no we're we're over the hump now and and mid-september we're going to have all the final stuff done and have our have our have our two drilling rigs got had to get rid of the one already because we needed to need to get some free-flowing cash within there and it wasn't a great old thing it was an, it was an ugly old desert scrambler thing anyways but but still you know we're still still trying to get rolling on this sort and it's sort of and it sort of put a pause on on our wells and we have three drilled that we have not put into production yet but they but they've tested and set for being quite good we're hoping um but with all this court stuff we've had to just put things on hold and now and it's and it's been tough oh has it been tough but we could but you know usually when they say there's light at the end of the tunnel it's turned out to be a fucking train for <laughs> for the last six months but but now it's a it's actually coming the other way where where you know we we we've followed the rules and done the right things and kept the right documents and and gone through it and and now now it's just time eh dealing with the courts absolutely no that's Man, that's uh, that's quite the quite the journey and the experience there with uh, the whole court system and what you were saying about you know being the guy in the office, the pencil pusher, the bean counter. You know what I mean? Uh, it's oh. it's it's not how you thought it was, right? Like the bean counter. No, they're, I, they're not out there to screw people over. They're there. It's a it's a hard job, you know. They got to do. Something. Oh, very much. I I still hate accountants, but I'll tell you, it's it's. Well, <laughs> Even when you're a company man and they give you, you know, you know, on a project, oh, you got a $3.2 million AFE. Oh, you got $8 million AFE. You try and spend every dollar of it and who cares? Not my money. 
same thing on the when you're out on the rig. Oh, oh fuck it, hammer's broke. Throw it. Oh, you know, I always wondered why my pushes would only give me one fucking piece of chalk. I call them the cheapest cocksuckers out there. Now I know because it's like the second that chalk gets out there, every roughneck becomes crayon eaters and they all disappear in <laughs> less than six hours. Mm. Oh shit. Uh, do you think they shove them up their nose like Peter does? <laughs> <laughs> uh, some of the hands I've seen come back to work here this last year too. I'm thinking they're shoving a lot more than just crayons up their nose. How many guys you got working for you here? Well, right now uh, with the out out of the rig, we had uh, we had a total of well 13 solid guys, but we went through hands this winter. I'll tell you. Well, you couldn't get anybody. So we went through, oh, I bet you all a 30-some just in on one on one rig in two months. That was tough. Because, I, uh, sorry, go ahead, sorry. No, I, I was just saying that was tough because, you know, there's some guys that come out there, they have all the heart in the world. And the, but all they've ever done their whole life has been an accountant or worked at a grocery store or, or you know, they've never had that blue collar work through whatever kind of weather. And I think if you've seen, I'm sure you've seen some of my TikToks, the weather, some of the weather we went through this winter, boy, that broke, that, that broke a lot of guys real quick. They, they, they figured out they, you know what? I think I like I think I like it down in Alabama a little bit more. <laughs> I think I you know I, I think I like working at the tire shop or you know that weather that weather broke them. Where uh, where were you working? Where, where we were working that? just north of Minot this winter, and boy, there was a super cold streak there. We had well, we were drilling our one our first hole. Shit, we had to shut down three times for storm, and I've never I've never heard of that. I worked you know around the planet and you know north sea yeah you'd have to shut down for here and there or super rain in the jungle in cameroon or something like that but in northern alberta bc shit 44 below we'd be working who gives a shit let's go you know up the red earth any let's just keep going never never shut down for that but down there the way that wind was blowing you know it's like southern saskatchewan there's there the only tree that's there is planted in someone's yard so yeah. the wind was blowing and we had graders and everything couldn't keep couldn't keep up with it and i only ever seen a storm like that once and i oh, who the heck was i working for just anyways it was just north of calgary uh right right at balzac there we were drilling some high profile wells and that h2s stuff and there was a there was like a spring storm come in and shut us down and that in my whole career that's the only time we ever had a full shutdown until it went down there and shit we had to shut down three times because the snow and the drifts and everything it was I, unbelievable unbelievable Fuck. i never thought i never thought my not of all fucking places like my my not uh north dakota right yeah 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 my not north dakota of all places couldn't yeah. believe it. I uh, I know a couple of friends, or I have a couple of friends or, or acquaintances, I guess I should say, on TikTok that are in the back end down there. And yeah. they, they uh, yeah, they say the weather's very similar to here. You know, very. Very much so. You know, 30 below, wind's blowing, whoop-de-doo. That's sort of, you know, that's the norm for, for Saskabush and all that sort, but a little bit different down there they don't have all the trees and they and they got a lot of snow down there and holy shit it was it it it, it broke a lot of guys 
So are you, you said you're having a hard time finding people, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. It, it, it's, it's a continual of it. There's, I got to tell you, I've, and this is no disrespect to anybody south of the border or north of the border, but our oil patches are two different things. Like, like completely different. How, when, when I started in this patch up here, I was lucky enough that I grew up with the old school guys, but moved into the modern, more safe, more this, more technology. Like when we never had loaders, when I was working Derek and you packed all your shit out of a mud van, no matter where it was parked on location. But then it was lucky enough to grow into loaders, you know, just the simple little things and all your, all of that. And the safety culture. Well, you know, I can remember being roughneck motorman, this, that, Derek hands in doing lines off the, off the mixing hopper. Or, you know. I'll tell you my promotion from Lee Sand to roughneck. I showed up, I was working Lee Sand. It was four days and this was the first time, first time on a drill rig ever. My fourth day, I went from Lee Sand to roughneck because the Derek hand went up the stick and he went to throw in the first pipe and he was too drunk and he fell out of the stick. And his land, and he, and he had a like a twenty foot lanyard on. Oh, bring him down! Other guys wouldn't go out. They were all it was it was up by, and it was right by Vaughn, Saskatchewan. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Tri Tri City Nine, and it, other guys were too fucked up to go up there as well too. And oh, here you go. Can you you scared of heights? Nope. Get up there. There you go. Started working Derek and well I was up there working Derek. Um, it was five or six days later. Um, I was back, I was back down working lease hand again. Well, the motor man was trying to show the roughneck how to pull a survey barrel, but he wanted him to run the, run the serve, run the control down there. So he was standing up at the floor and they had a sinker bar on it. And once again, these are, you know, 45, 50 year old guys that looked like they were 65 70 because all their life was chemicals and booze and sure enough they had just poured themselves out of Vaughn bar just as we come on to shift and what happened pulling the same pulling the uh, pulling it out guy pulls it right to the crown shiv on the top breaks the thing and the motorman standing there going i'll get it i'll get like he's going to catch it that's how fucked up he was and the thing come down and speared him right to the floor speared him right to the floor he died right no it went through his foot didn't go through anywhere else, but went right through his foot and speared his foot and held it right, right, right to the right there. All they did was pretty much scrape him off to the side and push Haldeman down. Said, "Oh, your your motor, you promoted the motor man who just uh, the roughneck who just wiped out the motor man to motor man, and I got a roughnecking job." Fuck. Yeah. Wow. But then, once again, that was right at the start where that culture started changing, and you know, a little bit more. But that's that's how it was in them days. And, and, you know, got to go up in that. And our patches moved so far, so far ahead, you know, the, the, the safety culture of things and, and uh, doing everything right and doing procedures and, you know, because of all that old stuff like that. Well, you go south of the border, unless you're on one of those big rigs on a big, on a big company thing doing that sort that stuff isn't there. It's, it's like stepping back in time, 20 years, you get cowboys coming out there, smoking cigarettes, shit faced, you know, it, it's, it, it's like stepping back 25 years. Yeah. I watch a lot of that shit on TikTok. Uh, there's a lot of those old boys on TikTok, right? Where yep. not even old, they're just on 
there's some yeah. breaks and, and, and doing stuff that, you know, you can tell that it's not safe. And, you know, we talked about this with safety girl Tanya a few weeks back and uh, she, she went over to the U S and she, she's like, Oh my God. Like, you know, they're, they're still, they don't wear the same PPE we do if they don't really wear any. Right. And that's, no. that's crazy. I see a lot of that on TikTok. They're all in their t-shirts or their wife beaters. They're all wearing just jeans. There's no, there's no, uh, uh coveralls or anything like that. That's no, nuts. no, there's no, there's none of it. And, and, you know, you know, when I was in that position, you know, yeah, oh, fucking coveralls. Come on, it's a hot day. We're drilling. We're we're fast holding here, you know. And and your guy fought it and fought it, and then you got into it. And then, of course, as you grow up through the whole industry, then it just becomes the norm, and it's there, and it's there for it. But down down there, it's not. It's it it is something very awesome and familiar about it, because it's like, yeah, fucking cowboy shit. Let's go. But at the same time, it's like. I'm not scared of doing anything dumb. I've been clear of it, but the common sense, again, those two words don't belong. That's missing from, from years back. You know, the, the old boys, they did that time and time again. And when they took a boom, that's when you got in all the new hands and knew this and, and people got hurt and they had to start changing that stuff. But that's how, that's how ours grew. But, down there, it's 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 like it got stuck in time. It's cool, but at the same time, it's like, okay, this is a cool reminder of what it used to be. But like, guys, come on, we should really, <laughs> you know, and and to to get hands out there that, hey, you want to go? Hey, you want to go get me a pipe wrench? Sure, they go running away. They come. They they've never worked a pipe wrench in their life, let alone a flathead screwdriver. There, some of them are so too fucking dumb to roll a ball down a hill, you know. And, and, and I hate saying that and, and, and it's on both sides of the border, no matter what, but it's, it's the quality of guys you're getting is, 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 is just not there. You get the, you get these sacks of shit that have daddy's money show up there and they're jacked up Ford with white sunglasses on and fucking, uh, I'm going to become a rig hand. I'm going to be this and that yet. Them motherfuckers haven't even learned how to change a tire on that lifted son bitch. How the <laughs> hell are you going to work out here? You know? So, so. If if you're hiring, right, I get messages all the time. I'm sure you do too from people all over TikTok. Hey, can I? How can I get a job? Um, you know, a lot of people message me and like, hey, how do I get a job in the oil patch? Where can I work? I'm thinking about getting on a rig. And the first question I always ask right now is, where you? Where do you live? Where are you from? Right? Because I get a lot of Americans. Right. Yep. And I'm and I'm a Canadian guy, so I don't know how they would go about doing that, except for, hey, go on the job boards type in oil and gas oil patch rig jobs whatever type it in and just start applying like where where should i apply what's good i'm like everything just opportunity opportunity man and that's the thing when i started back in the thing i took the first job that i was handed and then the next job and the next job and the next job hey jump in that cellar it's full of cement okay dive in there do it Take the next job. And I've taken a lot of shitty jobs outside of the rig thing as well, too. But it's opportunity. And that and that's what a lot of today's kids or young young guys wanting to step into this thing are missing because they step out of school thinking they're, they're gonna make, you know, 45 bucks an hour and and do all they expect it. And and yet they 
they don't even they've never even mowed the fucking lawn at home because they got the, their parents pay pay some guy to do it or or the, or, or the, oh no son I'll I'll do that you 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 do you you enjoy your leisure studies you know and and when they step into the workforce it's oh I'm not doing that uh, I, they want that job and then they're like eh, eh, I ain't doing that I ain't doing that and they boom get the fuck out of here and 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 I think that run those stories travel quite a ways and that also slows people down. Lots of people who used to be in the patch got out of it because of the slowdown and now for them to go back because just the experience is gone, you know? Yeah. And, and, and those little snot nose, I hate to say it, those little snot nose weasels that end up being safety guys. And I'm not saying there's to be hacking on, but those little ones that, that couldn't hack it as something else. They're the only ones that stuck through the thing. And now they're ending up in charge and, 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 it's like they got little man syndrome and they're they're pushing out the any the guys that have show up with heart you know you can you you can come up there and have zero experience zero and i and i learned this experiment this winter because the amount of volume of hands we went through because couldn't get couldn't get any experience so i said come one come all you you want to come out and try it out you got a shot yep yes sir yes sir you betcha i'm coming out and to, you know what? Those ones that showed up with heart, they, they're doing it because they need that paycheck. They have a family. They have bills. They, you know, they want to make themselves better. And this is their last go because for a lot of people that is, well, I'm not making lots of money working here, but I can make some fast money at the oil patch and get myself out of trouble. And, and uh, you know, that happens. And a lot of, the, But the ones that show up that need to be there or want to be there, are a different breed they can have zero experience but if you're working for that better thing they're teachable they're coachable and you can and you can turn them into a hand because they're liking what they're doing or they've accepted what they're doing with with full open and shout out to me work on a vac truck i'm a swamper been a swamper for a couple of years you know what i mean is it the greatest job in the world no man but you know i gotta feed my family and uh, I don't really want to drive. I I don't trust myself driving, and I'm not a good driver. So like, and I know that <laughs> if, I can't, if I can't keep a pickup truck between the ditches, I know my limits with a vac truck wouldn't be very good. Ah, those big ones are easier. You just bump the other cars and they get out of the way. But Fuck yeah, Fuck yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's that's the big thing with with that. It, it's it's there's still good hands out there, but it's 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 recognizing them and yep. and. Yep. and and a lot of these, a lot of people are passing by on lots of those ones when they come out. Oh, that guy's an idiot or that guy's, he doesn't have tickets or he's barely got great or he just has grade 12 or he, he's done nothing. But it, and that's where we're, that's where we're still losing lots of guys because yeah, I had, I had, I had, uh, I would, like I said, went through a hell of a group of guys, but there was some old boys, one, one in, one in particular. Yeah, I say old boy. I mean, he was about 44, 45, come up from Texas. Never worked a drill and rig in his life. And he's like, "Sir, I need a job. I need this. I, anything." And we'd already been through a few. And I said, "You know what? You get your ass up here. I'll put you to work." He jumped in his truck, drove from southern Texas. He was up there in two days. Never, 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 shit, ne barely ever seen, he's never seen snow like that in his life or anything of that sort. Uh, anyway, took him into town, made sure he had the right gear and that sort, and boy, did that beat the shit out of him. Oh, he got, like, dragging his, he was great for the first couple hours of his first shift. Oh, man, this is great, this is that. By the third, fourth day, 
and this was right in the middle of that 40 below stretch we had he was you could see his whole being was just fucking gone but the guy Amen. but the, the guy didn't quit he didn't quit and all of a sudden a month goes by and this guy starts going like this and all he did before that was sales he never got his hands dirty in his life and let me tell you he turned into he turned into be a good hand when all the handful of these other ones oh yeah i'm a roughneck oh, i'm a derrick hand i this i that they couldn't handle the shit because it was a different operation to what they're used to and they, they packed up and on they went you want because they didn't want it you want to know how i've survived in the past for 12 years i'm a short guy Right, I'm a short. You weren't you you weren't done you weren't done to the desks, I hope. Ah, yeah. You know what? No, no gag reflex, bud. You know, no. I, my how I survived is uh, during the downturn. I got in during a downturn. Anyways, uh, the uh, 2008, it was slowing down. I I, I got in, and uh, you know, I was willing to do anything. Right, you your your septic shit backed up. Give me a garbage bag. I'll put a garbage bag over my arm, and I'll scoop the shit out of the sump if I need to. Get me, get yep. me in there. That's my boss. Actually, said to me the one day he was um, debating whether or not to keep me. Uh, he wasn't sure, and I, w- I was trying to feel my way around where I fit in. And it was that moment where I put the garbage bag over my arm, and I went right in, and I dove in there, and I got as much of that shit out as I could to get it unplugged. He's like, that That was my selling point. That's where I was like, I'm keeping this guy. And yep. uh, yeah, exactly, man. Exactly, you know. And my willingness to do anything it takes. I'm a cog in the wheel. Wherever you need me, that's where I am. You need me there, I'm there. And and, it's and, and that's, that's, exact, that's exactly who, but that's exactly who are the ones that have survived through all this. I'm still here, man. You know what? Yeah. I, I haven't changed that mentality, you know. Um my my thing is you know um a cog in the wheel i'll do what you need me to do you're paying me money i'm there you know my thing is um i can bitch about it or not bitch about it either way someone's gonna get paid to do this job if i'm bitching about it you're gonna bring in the next guy to do it right i want to be the guy to make that money i want to be the guy to take that 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 cheddar that bag i want to secure the bag and take it home opportunity opportunity my man and um you know it's just worked out and 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 you know in 2014 when she started slowing down all these guys in the patch in 2015 when when it died all these guys they're like oh i'm worth more than this i'm leaving you know i'm a welder and i gotta push a shovel fuck that i'm out you know yeah and all they kept leaving and i took over the course of a couple of years there i took almost a ten dollar ten dollar an hour pay cut to stay busy you know, but I stayed busy. I was never not working. And if there's money, co- if there's money coming in, you're ne- you're you're never gonna go dry. Yep. And that first and that first year when everyone was losing their shit, selling their shit, I think it was 2015, January 2015. I spent in on the beaches of Miami. My, the wife and I went to Miami. We're like, hey, you know what? Money's a little tighter now, but. I'm, we're still making it. We're dinks then. Double income, yeah. no kids. Um, so January 2015, <laughs> we spent. Yeah, 2015, we spent on the beach of Miami. In June, we bought a brand new vehicle. In July, we went to Salt Lake City on a uh, road trip. 
uh, and we went down and drove on the salt flats in Bonville there, and we went yep. to uh, there. And then in November to end the year out, we spent November in California. We went we went and toured California. You know what I mean? So like, yeah, it, it was a good year. You know, so, darn right it was. But you earn it. You yeah. know, you earn it. People, people, save your money. Do this. Spend your money. You know what? It's your money. If you want to spend it on cocaine and hookers, go for it. If you want to spend it on holidays, go for it. If you want to spend it on fucking shoes, go for it. I'm cheap it's... as fuck. I'm cheap as fuck, and uh, I I have a I have a, a a viewpoint or an outlook that is, you know, I'm leaving home for this money. I'm sacrificing time away from my family. I'm missing parts of my family's life. I. I, I have to save this money, and if we're going to spend it, we're going to spend it on, um, like, uh, experiences and adventures, like trips and shit like that, because we're, I'm away and sacrificing. This has to mean something. Yeah, and, uh, and you know, saying that, though, that's, that's the other part of it, is you can go buy the newest fucking sunglasses or the coolest hat or the whatever. You're not going to remember that shit in fucking 20 years. But you are, but you are going to remember that fucking time you 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 you, you fucking shotgun three balls of rum down in down in Mexico and and was riding a donkey backwards with someone's fucking panties on your head. That you might not remember, but your friends will. Hell yeah, and there'll be shit like that. <laughs> but but same thing with the with the wife and the family. You know, going to do that stuff. You're going to remember that stuff because that was worthwhile. That was Absolutely. that that that's that's the stuff that's worth it. That's that's my whole life story with with my work where it's where i've gone and and the and and my adventures you know i i spent a long time from home and i missed out on a lot of things um but it was to make sure there was money and stuff for my family back home and and at the same time you know i'm getting paid to have this adventure and and experiences with it and and let me tell you there's uh when I finished writing my putting putting my book together, which I have been slowly doing over the last couple of years here, because I've had a few friends of mine, uh, publishers and this that say like, Riley, you got to write some of these stories because some of them are they're so far out there they can't not be true. Does that does that make sense? Yeah, I, yeah. There's no way you can make that kind of shit up. Yeah, like you, you, you can't, and you know, every and every story you have, it's ninety percent truth. Yeah, there's a little stretching in it, but there are a couple it. of them. They're so fucking. Yeah, there's some of them so far out there. You can't. There's not not a chance, and that's all. My work's done that for me, and I want to give a little little, little little teaser, like what what kind of story? <laughs> would you... Well, let's. I've been in two helicopter crashes. I've been in three plane crashes. One uh, been in a, f- a high speed ferry crossing Indonesia over Malaysia. Got hijacked there. Uh, was was uh, I was kidnapped over in Cameroon, uh, taken over to Chad. I was all down in Mexico. I was I was kidnapped and shot. Um, jumped out of a perfectly uh, jumped out of a good airplane, but the engine was dead and had to actually parachute. Never never went never jumped out of a plane in my life, but got to go skydiving not by choice <laughs> um um let me see here uh mozambique got shot um Were you just in a war zone or what <laughs> well that's all mozambique is you christ you pull into the country their national flag has an ak-47 on it yeah 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's uh, there there's been there's been some pretty wild one things that happened with all that. By all means, yeah. Got some, got some pretty got some. <laughs> oh, it's it's still it's still still in the works. I should say because it's you know all my things over the years. I you know I always kept so, kept something from it, and I forget so much of things that all, all of a sudden something something re-triggers that certain memory and all of a sudden it comes back and it's like, Oh fuck. What about, you know, what, Oh shit. And, and all of that because, and, and not that a guy wants to delve. I know I've covered lots of the mental health stuff in, 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 in these talks and that sort, but you know, with, with those adventures and all that stuff also come a pretty high cost with a lot of the things like I'm, and I'm open to admit it. I'm a high-functioning ADHD dude. If I, you know, I'll be standing here and ooh, butterfly. Same. Let's get on to the next thing. Let's yeah, fucking go. And it, yeah, yep. and, and and you know that was me my whole life, and that was me wanting the next the next job, the next thing, the next adventure, the next adventure, and some and the wilder some of them got, and it was and that's where I let out this whole start of this conversation is my whole life was well that didn't go so bad. Let's see what happens next, you know, and and it took and it and it took its toll on me as well too because when that downturn come and being at home and a few other things had to you know I was going through family divorce and father dying and 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 just a handful of other things happening. I took a dive and 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 I had to had to hit the bottom, and not just hit it fucking smash myself to pieces and every my whole world for me to f- pick myself up and go hmm you know that what? wasn't so bad you're <laughs> <laughs> right that, the, that was honestly and that's the one the one time in my life where i went hmm this is bad but yeah. i couldn't see it but i couldn't see it at the time and 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 you know had to change a whole lot of things and and had to take a whole fresh look on on life and where I wanted to be again, because hell, I made it to the top of where I never expected I'd ever get. And I hit it and I rode that fucking, I rode that fucker. Okay. But uh, two ideas for the name of your book. That wasn't, <laughs> that, that wasn't so bad. <laughs> or, or the beginner's guide to skydiving. <laughs> oh, that. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. That's not. That's just one of the small, small start of that one. The beginner's guide to skydiving. You believe one of these pilots actually let me grab the controls of a helicopter once? A fucking cam off. Here, you want to fly this thing? Sure. Does he know that uh, I'm from Saskatchewan? I drive fucking combines, and he put me into the controls of a cam off helicopter, and he went to the back of the helicopter and smoked a cigarette, and I went, "Oh, mother- fuck. this." I this is the most awesome day of my life, but I might die. Oh, we'll keep is that, going. Is that one yeah. of the crashes? Uh, no, it is not one of the crashes. No, so uh, you've never operated a helicopter before, and you got never operated. And this yep. isn't one of the times you crashed. This is not one of the times I crashed. This was oh. not. I, I I flew the helicopter. Yeah, wow. it was actually one of the coolest things. No, in. Uh, in uh, Papua New Guinea, we, when we were doing that heli stuff there, like up in the Northern Highlands, they we run they run Chinooks and Antonovs and uh, you know them great big helicopters, bringing them rigs up and down, and it's all it's all helicopter operations there. And we, I was in, I was in a in a 
Kiowa helicopter beside uh, our crew that was going up there, and they're in Bell Bell 204, two of them. And the weather up there, like the clouds come down so fast when the weather's changing up and down, and it's all fly by sight. Lots of these things, because who wants to spend a good, you know, couple hundred thousand more on gauges and helicopters? It would be crazy. But they, if, you know, flying to that, and and as the clouds come down, you got to get down closer to the treetops, closer to the treetops, especially when you're between locations. And yeah, two of our helicopters, they ran out of vision, and we were behind. We we're all trailing following each other and sort of snaking along the edge of the trees and one of them one of them clipped the tree and the other one did the exact same thing clipped the tree down they went and as we were going we clipped the thing and that helicopter three of us dropped all within oh shit all within less less than less than a quarter mile of each other and only three of us and only three of us come out of that three helicopters 16 guys and only three of us come out of it wow so you're yeah. you're a walking miracle right now <laughs> I, yeah i've had to, i i would say that but yeah i've had a lot of other dumb shit happen too I, what i've discovered is i spent a lot of years trying to kill myself in the most unconventional ways <laughs> exciting ways and all those other fun ways and whatnot and and very much disregard for myself well not knowing it just chasing that adventure right and then uh finally took my whole world to just implode on me not explode implode uh for me to finally go you know what this place here i'm at ain't so bad (laughs) (laughs) that wasn't so bad so so as uh you you could be considered an alpha male right like you you know when you are right so like as a big guy as a big alpha male you're not afraid to admit like you've been through some mental health shit Oh, absolutely not. I'll tell you that. If, there you go. Uh, not, not, I have no problem talking about that. You, you, you know, what I, I had to crash to find that out, though. I, had, I literally, like I said, had to crash to find that out because I always thought I was this big, tough guy that can't show his emotion, this, that. Grew up, you know, you scrape your knee. Dad, kick some dirt on it. Get out there. You know, be a man. And off you go. And that's, you know, the way you, that That was the era we grew up in. And having daughters growing up i never had boys i had daughters and 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 i just you know i tried raising them like boys for a long time only to discover that they're always going to be girls and 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 had to start changing the outlook on that a little bit but until until i had my own my own drop that's when everything changed for me and i struggled for a long time talking to lots of people about things because as i said i'd come home from work and i'd have some crazy shit happen that just doesn't happen in north battleford saskatchewan thing kind of deal and trying to talk to people about it they look at you like you got a fucking dick on your forehead and it's going like this they they, you know they can't so i had to lock that up and 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 once i hit once i hit my wall I discovered that talking about it, whether they, you know, talking to strangers was my easiest thing because they knew nothing of me. They knew no, no judgment, no, no life reference of who I was or anything of that sort. And they could just look at you and go, hmm. And all of a sudden it got a lot easier, a lot easier, you know, and it took a long time to get out of that hole. 
you know, I stayed, I stayed in it for a while, kept myself locked up and quiet and going down the wrong way. And then all of a sudden, you know what, it, it it's time to get living again because this fucking dying shit ain't working. Damn. Yeah. Damn. The um Yeah. I I heard I heard um this thing a few months ago now. If you don't take care of your mental health, your mental health will take care of you. Huh. And you're not going to like it, what it has in store for you. You know what I you know what I learned? It's better to say shit and risk fucking it up than not saying anything and and fucking yourself up. I had to learn that the hard way, man. Um, you know, the way I was raised and shit like that, you know, my, my, the, the childhood trauma that I have from that and shit like that, you know, I didn't think it affected me. I didn't think anything was there. Right. I chose to ignore the signs. Right. There's a reason why mm. I talk the way I talk, why I act the way I act, why everything from the moment I say hi to the moment I say goodbye, it, 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 there's a, there's shit there. I am hyper vigilant and hyper aware of everything that's happening around me. And I can tell you what people's next moves are going to be because yeah. I had to grow up that way. Right. Yeah. And, um, you know, I didn't think, I didn't think uh, it was an issue. I didn't think it was going to be a problem. And then, you know, in 2020, uh, you know, we're, we're stuck in the house a lot. Um, and then, I did go back to work in like June of 2020 and uh, I couldn't go home for months at a time for two years. Right. And so I'm actually discovering it right now. My wife and my kids are in Ontario. Uh, and uh, they're in Ontario on vacation. And, you know, I, I haven't got to talk to them much in the last two weeks. Right. Because of time change. And by the time I get off yep. work, you know, it's late. They're asleep. Yada, yada, yada. They're, they come home tomorrow. So thank fuck for that. But I've talked to my wife today and I'm like, I'm starting to see where my issues were. Right. Because like you guys have been gone for two weeks. I've barely got to talk to you and it's fucking me up. Right. Um, yep. Now try doing that for two years where I don't get to talk to you. And I don't get to yep. see you and, I, and, and whatnot. And, and, you know, hold my wife, hold my kid, you know. And, it, man, I, and, and, you know, it hit me hard. It hit me really fucking hard. And um, I, I put all my eggs in this basket for a job that was going to change the course of my family's life, right? And um, so I, I did all the training. I spent a lot of money trying to do it. I was going to go work on a Great Lakes ship. On a, become a merchant marine. I was going to be an able-bodied seaman. Can I, can I cut that just for a second? It just reminded me of a story. So another one of my adventures. We were taking, we built a drilling rig here in Canada, and we were taking it over to Thailand for a project. We took it from here, and we shipped it over to, to Everett, Washington, because it's got the biggest uh, crane in North America, because that's where the Boeing plant is. Anyways, we took uh, we took uh, the one the, the one part of the rig and we put on Antonoff and flew it right out of Edmonton, but the rest of it all went to Everett, Washington, and we and we got a solo ship to send the whole thing and all the supplies and all the stuff with it. Well, I said, well, fuck, I've never been on the ocean before. Well, you know, a little bit here and there. Mind if I jump on the boat and go with you guys? Let's go. So I jumped on a ship in Everett, Washington, with a bunch of Filipinos and sailed across the ocean to freaking Thailand on this thing. And boy, was it a riot. That's fucking cool. 
It was a riot because we go all the way down, go through the Panama Canal, right? Well, the ship, the ship, the ship had to stop. It had to make two other stops along the way and drinking in towns. And, oh, it was, it was it, it, another cool adventure. So um, what kind of a party was it on that boat? Because how long did it take to get there? Two weeks? It took just uh, one, 15 days is what 15 it took. 15 days, okay. 15 days and it got to experience pirates like you like actual pirates get got got to experience them coming up and and they had we had like we had they had armed personnel on this boat and, and fucking they shot they shot that fucking boat right out of the water and let them dudes drown right where they sit whether they're dead or not didn't know just kept on going it was like holy fuck yeah that's yeah man you're like an opportunist eh <laughs> well, if there's bad, bad shit happening, I'm usually got my head poking around the corner going, ooh. Man, that's fucking cool, man. Like, uh, there are people that don't even live half that life. You know what I mean? And you're only 45. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you, I celebrated my 30th birthday three times. <laughs> three times in one day. And I was, I was coming back from Australia. So of course you jump the time zone, but when I jumped on the plane there, it was it was the 18th of my birthday, and so of course having fun, living business class, got fucking shit faced, and then all of a sudden we jumped into the next time zone, swapped back over to the next day. Hey, happy birthday again! Got right 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 shit faced again, but it, what makes it even better? So I land in Vancouver, and I'm shit faced, getting ready to jump on my plane, and who sits right beside me but Mike Babcock? Oh. And Mike and, and and Babcock's right from my neck of the woods, right? And his father lived yep. in Miota. Anyway, so I've known, no, we know each other. And I said, Mike's like, really? I'm like, hey, how's it going? So next thing you know, we're fucking piled right up because we're flying from Vancouver to Saskatoon, and we jump off the plane and basically arm in arm, and my dad was there to pick <laughs> to pick us up. <laughs> Comes, we both come wobbling off the plane. He's like, what in the hell is going on? So we're giggling, laughing, that sort. Next thing you know, off we go, get back home. And as I get back, and as I get back home, they got a birthday party going on for me. So I got to celebrate my 30th birthday three times and get shit-faced cool. with Babcock. That's cool, man. I'm a, I'm a diehard Lee fan, so Babcock was a big part in uh, helping turn us around there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it I, was love a... I, I love Babs. I love Babs. Yeah, good. Good guy. Wow, man. That's crazy. So yeah, you're from Battleford, aren't you? You said you're from Battleford. Yep. I'm yeah, originally grew up. Well, it looks like the old tropical inn behind you. I, I'm staying at the tropical inn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, That's no, grew up, grew up, grew up there. You, you know, my, my early life growing up was a pretty good one. I was, I was in hockey, played WHL, all that sort, but had a good life in Battleford. It was a different town back then. Oh, no, you played uh, in the WHL. You played in the Dub. Yeah. No, you didn't. Who'd you play yeah. for? Yeah, Calgary Hitmen and Swift Current Broncos. You you played in the WHL. Yeah, I was with the Calgary Hitmen on the inaugural season. Wow, that's cool, man. Yeah, yeah, bounced up through there and. Were you well, a cougar uh, or a grinder or what? Well, I, I I sure as heck wasn't a puck handler. That's for sure. Ah, you fought, didn't you? You fought everyone. Oh yeah, I had I had those moments in my life. Yeah, by all that. 
Yeah, I, well, I well, North Battleford, we had lots of us our good ones grow up, like Wade Belak. We all grew up together. I love um, Wade Belak, big Lee fan. Love Wade Belak. Yeah. Yeah. Rest his, rest um, his, may and, God rest his soul, or whatever. Well, and yeah, and North Battleford had a, you know, it's a, it's had its hard run on things as well too. Uh, Colby Cave, example, North Battleford. That, that's my nephew, and he played with the Oilers. Okay, what happened to Colby Cave? He, Colby had a brain bleed. Oh, okay. Well, sorry. To yeah, he was. He, he, yeah, he was. He was with Boston, and then and then uh, and then got traded to the Oilers. And then was here for his in his, his second season. That was only what three years ago now. You should write a book. Yeah. <laughs> 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 That's not well. That didn't go so bad. <laughs> a beginner's guide to skydiving. <laughs> wow. Yeah. How how to how to hide from mental health? How to hide from mental health? And I, how that, how yeah. long did you play for in the dub? Uh, I I was there for a season. Then I got suspended for another, and then life was taking me another direction. I, and I sort of and I and I left it from there. I was I was with the Broncos uh, when Graham James was there, and then when Graham James moved over to Calgary Hitman, he brought me over there. Oh, and no, I was and no, I wasn't one of his Patsy boys. That's for okay, sure. Okay, okay. I was, I was yeah. just, I was yeah. wondering. I, I, I was like, oh, you, Graham J. Oh shit. Yeah, no, I, no, I was, I, I was in in part of all that stuff as well too, and and that and that had a lot to do with with uh, why I why I left it when I did as well. You know, I was a, I was a young young guy, and I just had my first daughter, and you know, I was a wild, reckless, out openly say out of fucking control everything everything my parents could do to keep me reined in and nobody could and, and you know i was i was i was having struggles with depression and and other things going on then and didn't recognize it you know at that time in your life you really don't and and that's that's what pushed me into the patch per se was just the adventure of something new and exciting, you know, go rodeo and hockey and this and that. Well, when all that world sort of goes away, it's, I was never going to be a nine to five banker. That's for goddamn sure. Same. Yeah. Same. And, and, you know, just got into a world of guys like me, you know, or yeah. me, me like those guys, those, those, you know, those were the guys that I could be more me around and, and I could go out to work and be that guy and then come home and be that different guy and start wearing this mask, start wearing this mask, start doing that, and then start traveling more and, st and it becomes more bigger and elaborate. And, and, you know, that's a lot of, it was one of the greatest things and one of the worst things that ever happened to me because I inflated, I inflated my own self-ego and self-adventure and all that stuff because... I didn't give a shit, but at the same time, I was feeding that whatever it was I was looking for, and then I'd come home and have to be that different person, and and started forgetting who I was altogether because I got money and adventure and and story and and you know I could be whoever I wanted all the time, and 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 don't get me wrong, like work, I I worked hard and did a good job at it and that sort, but at the same time. 
I was always someone different where, where when I come home, when I went to work, when I was here. And I it, it was all me starting to hide shit from an early age. And that's how I dealt with it, you know? Man, you've lived one hell of a life. I can fucking tell you that. <laughs> You're only 10 years older than me, man. And you've done, like, fucking way more shit. <laughs> hey so yeah. are you are you guys hiring right now like currently yeah at the exact moment no we have our hands on things right now because our one rig's down and our other one we are doing a retrofit on it for a bunch of work coming up in new mexico in the new year okay so you'll be hiring in the new year oh yeah yeah we'll we'll be hiring in the new year and then one and actually come september we're gonna we are gonna be doing that again as well too once we get done with this court case stuff and we get things kicked into gear all right well this will be coming out in september so like where can people apply like you got a phone number you got an email address yeah, I have like yeah, I have all of that. That's on my uh, I have it on my TikTok thing, but it's uh, we bounced around with a few names of a few things and whatnot. But what it, what we're going to end up calling the drilling company is Intimidator Drilling. We've been keeping that pretty quiet, but that's it's going to be Intimidator Drilling now. And and yeah, it'll be it'll just be my hotmail guys can send to and until we get our full company stuff up and up full set. And it's just Big R Incorporated, B I G R. Inc at hotmail.com and guys can get hold of me through that and I and I do my best to respond. I I got a lot coming in some days and and I do my best to get back at a lot and and uh, and I pass them on to our one our one fellow that's doing HR stuff for us and he's he's a good old rig hand and and he recognizes certain things. So yeah, and, but we're never you know everyone needs an opportunity and it's the ones that want to show up that are going to get one whether they have. You know, all the experience in the world, or if they've all they've done is run a vac truck, or a, or you know, been a safety guy, or a, a fucking out of work plumber. You know, if they want to come, opportunities there. So what about a what about a Canadian named Dick uh, that, that doesn't <laughs> have a work visa, but would would kill to work in the U.S. I've tried. I want to work in the U.S. Actually, that that. They're actually they were hard to get for a while, but they but they got easy because the states were running out of hands as well, well too. And they, and not, believe it or not, they're they're not that hard to get. And even vice versa for stuff on the Canadian side, I I, I don't think a lot recognize that it's it's fairly easy to to get them visas now and and come back and work back and forth. And and I've and we had a handful of guys from Canada, more than a handful, quite a bit that want to come down there and work and whatnot and and i started going through the process to get some of these guys and and do it but for that first couple well program it was you know i didn't want to uproot a bunch of guys from up there and change their whole life to come down for you know something that was uh we weren't we weren't sure on because it was growing so fast right anything could happen and lo and behold something did but uh, you know as as we've made ourselves through this fuck time with a couple of cocksuckers, it's starting to, you know, it's not the train at the end of the tunnel anymore. It's a, it's actual light, and and if things go good this fall. We're gonna be we're gonna be back growing. I'm gonna be back down south chasing the shit out of this stuff because, like like you right now, I'm doing a bunch of other stuff just to pay the bills because that stuff down there, it's staying alive. But it but. It's not enough to keep the lights on at home here, so I'm back home here doing stuff while all that's going on. Wow, man! Uh, hey, I got a question. 
do you know what I obviously do, but do, do you you know what viscosity is, right? Yes, sir. Uh, what what is viscosity to you? The thickness of the thickness of fluid. I could read out the technical term, but uh, the, basically the thickness of the fluid, the, the thickness of the fluid through uh, a gra gravitational state. So the thickness of a load. <laughs> hmm. Hot load. Hey, <laughs> uh, body, body temperature. <laughs> oh, shit. Well, that, de that depends. That that depends if they're eating pineapple or if they've been eating, uh, drinking energy drinks all day. Where I'm going with this is the podcast is sponsored. I, I'm talking about my sponsor here. Uh, yeah. Sponsored by the Mudman. Uh, oh. Mudman, Mudman Market. So www.mudmanmarket.com. You know, for all your drilling, uh, drilling uh, fluids and laboratory testing equipment needs. Uh, Where are they based know, out of? Out of Calgary. Oh. Yeah, he's got a lot of a lot of the fancy toys and shit like that. For <laughs> cups and the cups and stainless steel stuff lots, and test strips lots. and goodies. Yeah, but like oh, I think a lot of it is digital actually. So like it, it, he's taking, you know, it, it's easy or not easy, but it's it's taking a lot of the guesswork out of it, right? Yeah. So, so like, uh, yeah, the mudmanmarket.com, www.mudmanmarket.com. And, uh, you know, I, I figured, I figured you really like that one because, you know, right up your alley. So <laughs> check, check him out. Check him out. Solid guy. You know? Absolutely. You have a pretty relevant sponsor for the podcast. So, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, man. It's, it's been, <laughs> it's been a wild ride. And that whole viscosity question has taken a, quite a few turns like viscosity thickness of a load you know like how thick is your load you know <laughs> well once again that's a that's always a loaded question that's for damn sure but most, most answers with me you a lot of people are usually cautious when they're asking me questions because i i, I usually try and do my best to hit left field if i walk yeah. into the room throw if i walk into the room throw a grenade boom uh, yeah, all expectation of all expectation of me is already set out sounds like you and i would be a dangerous combination <laughs> in, in, in a room uh my co-worker and i we no longer work together but our our whole crew hated when we were together because like the moment we'd walk in together or i'd be already in there he'd already be in there and one of us would come in like yeah. from the get-go I'd set him up, he'd set me up, and we would just go back and forth like that, like quick-witted and like yeah. all very funny, and we, we, we would take it as far as we could, right? And yeah. if no one stopped us. Here, here's, the, here's the line. Here's the line. Let's step over that fucker 10 paces. Oh, no. We, we threw a grenade on the line. There was no line. <laughs> there was no going back over that line. Once you were there, That's... it was a walking HR nightmare is what it was. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Those oh, are yeah. the best guys. Oh, I missed that guy. He actually called me today. We had a good chat. Pick up the phone. I'm like, what's going on? Butt plug. Oh, he's like, you know, just. And then he gets into a story about this woman who has a protruding asshole and her husband keeps slapping it and shit. Like, that's the kind of shit. I, I, I just said, what's up, butt plug? And like, it goes right into the story he'd seen her. It opens her. it opens it right up. Yeah, yeah. And same if he had said something to me, I'd be like, oh, my God, I saw this thing on the Internet. Right. And. And and it would just we go back and forth all the time and I love it he loves it uh, I was supposed to go to his wedding last year didn't go and so the plan was to get a cardboard cutout of me to stand up there and uh, that would have been funny but it didn't happen <laughs> yeah yeah 
Oh, awesome. Fuck yeah, man. <laughs> hey, so you you said, you know, you talk a lot of guys get hurt. Have you ever, and this might be too personal, have you ever seen anyone, any fatalities? You've been yes, hurt. and I, I honestly, honestly, I have no problem talking about it. I, 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 I have, I have seen a few, um, in Canada, never, never see, never, never, you know, seen broken fingers and shit like that, but no, uh, two that stick out in my mind. And these were a good, 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 great learning lessons for me. One, when I was over in Tanzania and we were over there drilling in Mananze Bay, it's this um, peninsula thing. If you look it up, Mananze Bay. Tanzania it's right on a real point it's the first marine park ever around Africa or whatever so it's quite a pristine area and we were drilling on land there um, and we had a neighbor's rig we brought out at Dubai and the tool push's name was Cliff Christians and he was from Calgary and what happened was we, we were landing this rig on barges on land and bringing it all up and that sort. And they had these uh, big shale tubs, big, uh, but, and they were, they were struggling with uh, getting ramps and that sort to get stuff off these barges. So they took one of these shale tubs and they cut, and they cut the walls off it. I still had, and it had a big fold down ramp on the end. They used that at the barge to bring equipment off and that sort. And they prodded it over to the rig site and left it there. Anyways, they were, they were picking this thing up. Uh, on on site to just get it out of the way of the pipe tubs and you know how they say never get between loads yeah well and it was just one of these freakish things so they had this shale tub they picked up on all four corners but it had this big ramp on top of it as well too and when they picked it up it squished the cables tightened and it squished this ramp and it was about this height right here and all of a sudden it broke off the hinges that of this ramp on the end of the shale tub and when it did that, this huge uh, gate per se, and it was, you know, quarter, half, inch, quarter, half inch plate, 16 feet long with ribs and that sort, broke and slid down and hit Cliff Christians and pinned him right up against the uh, shale tubs. And it squashed this man. It squashed him. Squashed him. Uh, broke, you know, cr crushed his lungs, broke his legs, like it, everything from here down, he was broken. And we had a... We had a field doctor. She was from South Africa. She was in all the wars and that sort and whatnot. She got down there, chopped out. We, you know, they got the equipment outside. She chopped a hole in the side, shoved tubes in them, drained them, got them on a helicopter, got them out of there. Now he lived. They had to fly him all the way down to Johannesburg, and it was a long time. He was like three or four months down before they could even ship him back home, and he lived, which I absolutely amazed me because. You know, I'd seen a few dead people and a few mangled things in my lifetime and that sort, but I'd never seen anything like that, having bones and stuff hanging out of them. And I'd never seen something quite as shocking as that. That was that was my first introduction to hope. And then all those years of saying, don't put your fingers where you wouldn't put your dick, da -da 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 -da, all that did right in the face right now. It all, it all made sense because the most innocent thing that not anybody thought of Ruined a guy's life. Ruined it. Didn't kill him, but ruined his life. Probably so, better if it did kill him, probably, right? Like, it, it, well, yeah, you know, yes and no, because the guy had wife and kids and that sort, and he had uh, teenage boys and everything, and, you know, at least he's he's there to he's there to see him grow up, you know? 
enough. Yeah, that's that. That was my first introduction to holy fuck uh, of that sort. And then uh, you know, same thing. Helicopter crash. Got to see some pretty, pretty unbearable sights there. Um, and, and and one one more sticks out for me when I was up in um, in uh, Dakar, Senegal. On a walked out there, I was just we were going to look at this drill for a heli project, and they were showing it off and all that sort. And old, old school rig, sort of de desert rambler style, set up on a box and box for for helicopter stuff and. We we had we were just there. We had flown in flown in the night before, and then that day we were driving out to the rig, and we got out to the rig, and the the guy who owned the rig was taking us around, showing it off, all that sort, and walked up on the drilling floor. And these guys are spinning chain, and the guy throws a loop. Guy guys on the old Johnson bar, an old style with the old Johnson bar still, gives it a pull, starts yanking that chain. It's coming around and his arm got caught on it. And that guy was pulling on that Johnson bar so fast, yanked his arm right out of the socket. And that thing went right around. And it come right, like literally, right out of the socket. Something you've seen out of a fucking Batman movie. Anyways, the guy bounced off the Kelly and he stood back like this. And this thing's going. And as he's still spinning, his arm come around and hit him right. The socket of his shoulder hit him right here. Killed him dead. Dropped him right there. Killed, killed his own, killed himself with his own arm. Wow. And we literally just walked up on the drilling floor. I got a cup of coffee. We were just coming to check out this rig, and they're showing it off. And just watch this guy get clubbed to death by his own arm. Killed him right dead on the floor. Well, needless to say, we didn't get that rig. But <laughs> it was like, it was, it was, it, it, you know, walking off, walking off that floor, going down into, going down in the vehicle. And while that arm spinning around, and all it had was a spray of blood walking down you know, with a big split, with blood splued all over your face. And it's like, holy fuck. And then, you know, never really saying it took a long time for that one to sink in. You know, it's just like, oh, that that's the way they treat life over there. It's a lot different. And, and a big adjustment for some people and, and others not, but that, those are a couple ones that really stick, really stick out. And 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 and, and like I said, in some of my other adventures, seen some other things. But that's the two big ones that I've seen on rigs, and not and the, but they haven't been in North America, Canada. They were they were they were in a different different place of place of the world. You yeah. are the blue. Well, he's blue collar too. You would be the older blue collar Dougie Snakes. I don't know if you know who Dougie Snakes is. You know yeah. who Dougie Snakes is. You yeah. have, you have like so. You would be the drilling, the drilling rig world's Dougie Snakes. Your stories rival Dougie Snakes. <laughs> you should just go shout out to shout out to Kelly Trains and uh, shout out to getting hit in the side of the head by your own arm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, there's 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 been some wild ones by all means, but those, yeah, jump back to that. And you t sorry, and you talk mental health again, and I'll tell you, at the time you lock stuff like that up, but all of a sudden that shit comes back to you years later because you never remember, deal with stuff like that. Remember today on the phone when we were talking about uh, how we both know Wayne Coon and I was trying to yeah. think another guy's name? I just thought of it just now. It's Dwayne Beamish. 
Uh, nope, can't see. I do know. No, no, he works for KEC. That's right. See, you said I would remember it at the weird yeah, time. Yeah. Here we are, like, yeah. like eight hours later. <laughs> oh, <laughs> shit. <laughs> um, so, hey, how how did the the name Angry Driller come come about? Like, wh- why? What are you angry about? Or, or, or well, I'll, just, I'll, you know? No, I'll tell you. I was, you know, I had my TikTok and just, just watching a few videos, doing this, doing that. And... And you know, sort of, sort of a nickname. I've had a couple of nicknames over the years: Big R, uh, fucking Ang- Big R, Angry R, something of that. You know, guys that always call me this or that, depending, because I, 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 I never, I never said no to a good time ever when it comes to lots of things. And uh, we were down there, and I had my we, just this past winter. We were down there, and I and I shut my TikTok off for a while. I was just sick of it. I had too much stuff going on here, there, everywhere, and then. We were down there, and Christ, I had crew, I had crews working, and then all of a sudden they get paycheck buggered off. Only two guys show up, and you know, typical, typical bullshit. So I upped the ante and started paying more money, and got in some what I thought were good hands. Well, turns out the pricks go and get fucking shit faced and arrested, and all that other sort. And I haven't been up a stick in twenty goddamn years, but we're in the middle of drilling a well. Well, the driller, the one driller, I mean, he stayed over from the other tower and that sort, but I got three green hands uh, because it had some extras and no dare can, no nothing. We're in the middle of fucking tripping. Well, I'm going to go, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to dethrone the driller because that was always important to me when I was pushing or when I was drilling any of that sort. No, the driller, that's, that's his, that's his rig. That's, he runs it. That's his place. Well, I guess I'm going to go out there and fucking play Derek and why not? Well, I get up there and my knees are knocking like a motherfucker and it's cold and I am fucking angry, fucking pissed. So I'm like, dude, you know what? I need to get some more hands here and I'm running out of people to talk to. I've called all my friends. I've talked to all, you know what? Let's just see if I can route some business up this way. And literally that's what I did. I, I reopened my TikTok while I was sitting up on the stick and in between, in, in, between my very first flow check, I'm doing my thing, and then on our second flow check, that's when I put on that first video saying, these fucking guys, of fucking fuck sakes, I'm fucking pissed, these fucking sacks of shit, useless motherfucking monkey fucking Ethiopian ass here eating sacks of shit. I just went fucking wild and told, said it exactly how I felt about certain people and, well, and fucking mama titten sucking cock sucking fucktards. And next thing you know, it just boom blew up in 24 hours i had over 5000 people and i had i had i had over over 1000 resumes and phone calls coming in like in 24 hours it was wild everyone sort of got a kick out of me fucking hacking on everyone losing my shit and apparently just telling the way i felt that's funny that did you and that's how, that's how it come i was Yes, I found I found actually quite a few. Went, went through a lot of shitty guys, but found quite a few good guys. Very much so, lots of them. And I still got the resume. I still got like I got a stack of resumes, and I I can open my phone right here, and I bet you I got four hundred right now that uh, are qual that are in the let's try them out kind of thing, you know. And and they check in and they this and I'm like, hey, I don't have nothing right now, but I know these guys. And I'll pass that stuff on to them. Try and help these guys out, right? Hell yeah, hell yeah, yeah. That's amazing. No, I I, I never saw that video of you freaking out 
But uh, I'm gonna oh, you're gonna have to, you're gonna have to see it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, send, can you send yeah. it to me? Do you know how far down it is? Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's right at the start of my it's right at the start of my videos. This so oh, yeah, I'll pinned. I'll send it to you. It's, it's pinned. Oh yeah, you'll you'll find it. It's it's All right. All <laughs> and then, right. and then, yeah, and then I can then I got a few other hack jobs going on there, and just my whole general, and then and then it even grew more from there because at nighttime. Cause I was, I was running 18, 20 hour days trying to get this thing started and all that stuff going on. Well, I, when I found time, I'd get into my shack and I'd sit down because I was, I was company man, tool push, everything all at the same time doing our own thing. So as I'm just unwinding, fuck it, let's go on live. Let's see what this is all about. Next thing you know, boom, boom. Opinions on how I felt about <laughs> politics and. I think you froze. Chatting about it on on live, and I got more people coming into my lives and just having a howl at how I called out certain people and how I think about certain people's work ethics and fucking the quality of shit hands out there. And oh, it was you know, people were loving the fact that I was just hacking on everything that a lot of people want to say, but they just are too nice to say it. And me, I, my filter is zero. I have zero filter. I plant. I planted. I plant a field of fucks out behind my house every every year, and not one of them ever grows. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> yeah. Did, did I hurt your feelings? Good. It ain't illegal. Fuck off. You know. So. Uh, so go ahead. Go ahead. No, you're finished. Oh, the, there was, was a saying, little delay there. So. Yeah. It's like I said. Oh, did I hurt your feelings? Well, I can I get arrested for it? No. Good. Fuck off. You know, it's it, t take your opinions and you're fucking you've offended me and uh, and you know you granola eating cocksuckers and fuck off. You know you 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 don't like that we're that we're drilling holes and you want to eat granola bars and fucking and you know hump camels and fucking suck dicks and ride in plastic kayaks. Go for it. Fuck off, you bunch of hippies. You know <laughs> this is this this is the field I grew up in. This is the lifestyle I grew up in. Yeah, things have changed. We, you know, we don't dump oil on the ground and shit anymore, and we do. You know, we we are environmentally in that sort. But still, all these guys that want to shut down oil and and everything that surrounds the patch and that sort, they're they're my biggest target because, yeah, you know, they yeah, we have to change and grow with the times. And I hate the word fucking climate change, but at the same time. Uh, this is a necessity and the lifestyle I grew up in is as, as and, and so many others. And, and you, yet you got all these fucking hippie granola crunching cocksuckers that have no clue that the shampoo that they use in the hair comes from petroleum products. And, and they try and ram it down our throat, just like a fucking bull dyke in a gay bar. You know, it's like, fuck off. Uh, great. You, you, you fuck trees or you, 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 eat, you, you eat shag pussy. I don't give a shit. Just don't shove it down my throat. Great. I respect it. Hell yeah. To me, yeah. you want to be a go for it. But when they're shoving it down our throat, that's the ones I love to get. Because, you know, like, like you or like me, I don't walk out and say, yay, I'm, and, and I'm not hacking on the certain whatever here, but it's like, I don't walk around and say, yay, straight, I'm straight. You all have to hear that. Or, or yay, I, I'm oil field to run into the bank and say, you guys are pieces of shit because you're bankers. No, I get up, I go to work. I do my job. That's, that's all. That's, hey, that's 90% of the battle. Yep. 90% of the go. battle. Yep. Yep. 
Where can people find you on it's, it, it, on uh, social media in case nobody knows or nobody knows? <laughs> Well, everyone, everyone can find me on the TikTok by all means at uh, Angry Drilling Guy. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty well found there on that one. And then uh, I, I have, I have a couple Instagram ones as well too. My Angry Drilling one, uh, I think I, I've had that one on private because I had, I had, I don't know how many come onto that and just spammers and crap and everything everything and i shut that one down and i've been I've, I've been keeping my facebook stuff off of that because same thing man with with a little bit of popularity you sure get some crazy motherfuckers show up holy yeah, moly yep yep yeah i just start yep. i've got 25k followers on facebook 40k on instagram i think just over a thousand on snapchat almost a thousand now on youtube we're growing over on youtube and then between two tiktok accounts over 100k and man it's exhausting it is. It's exhausting, and you know, I I've had to take a little bit of a a little bit of a step back from it uh, over the last couple of months. I had to get out and do other things because yep. honestly, it was starting to not affect me negatively, but it was just time to do other stuff. Well, your and, life is revolving but, around it, and and yeah, it takes away, and that's that's the same thing. I've been you know I've been busy doing other things and and trying to keep up on some others, and a lot of people are missing me and whatnot. But it's hey, I got. I got other stuff I got to do, you know. I'm 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 still trying to build a business here and restart a life, you know. I had, as I talked about, hitting bottom, and I had a little bit of stuff tucked away, and and well, it's time to get living again. Enough of this dying bullshit, and and now I'm in I'm in the growth thing again, and and you know we've hit a lot of walls and a lot of things, but I, I'm not stopping till till I I get where I want to be now. You know, oh, yeah. I've done I've done it once. I've done it twice. I I I I know where not to make mistakes, but there's a whole lot of places where I'm still learning. Oh, fucking education costs. But, Every day, man. The day you come to work and you stop learning is the day you go. Home. Yep. Education costs, and you and to get education, you got to fuck up. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Uh, I'm not going to keep you too much longer here, bud. But I got to ask you, you know, one more question here. It's usually how we like to end Shoot. the show, and. Um, Man, we're going to have you on again, though, because fuck, dude, like, <laughs> I, I have a feeling there's a lot more stories here, and we need to go into depth on some of them, you know, we, we could do a two or three parts on this, you know, maybe oh, you should yeah. start your own podcast, man, like. No, I, I'll, I'll tell you, because then, <laughs> I, I got to hand it to lots of people, I got to hand it to you, and, and lots of the other guys that do have podcasts, it's it's engaging and finding the right things to talk about, you know, yeah. uh, going, going at my own, you know, I, I, I love hearing other people's stories and, and their adventures and, and, and things of that sort. But at the same time, you know, I've, I've just in the last couple of years finally got to the point where I can talk about my stuff that I've had shut up for so many years. And there's some real cool stuff and there's some real fucking sh shitty stuff, you know, and I got no problem talking about any of it anymore. Where before, you know, you always want to highlight the good parts, but all that shadow you'd keep in the dark. And I'm at that point now where I don't give a shit. If you want to hear it, I'll gladly tell you it. Maybe you'll learn something from it. Maybe maybe you'll take something from it other yep. than, holy fuck, is that nuts? I actually look at it and go, no, you know, I've been lucky enough to make it this far in life and career and 
all of that sort. And, and, you know, I'm almost starting to feel like one of them old boys that can tell a story now. Hell yeah. That's man. That's why I love this podcast. That's why I love podcasting in general. You know, you, you get those stories, you, you have the conversations and we talk about it all the time on TikTok. You know, we can't learn, we can learn a little bit about you on 30 second to one minute long clips, but we can't know everything, right? And, you know, they yeah. know what you want. They, they basically get to see the videos, like short clips of you and you, you know, and the podcast is like, let's, and I've done ones that are like three hours long. So an hour to three hours of talking to you and figuring out, you know, more about you and, you know, and, and, and getting to learn about you and, and dude, that's people, this, you were actually someone that other people have requested. I go out and ask to come on the podcast. They want to know more about you. Like you should get that guy on the podcast because like he's funny and the angry angry side of it. Ah, you know, and, and it didn't disappoint. It didn't disappoint. That's for sure. Um, you know, <laughs> I, I learned one thing about you over the last few days when you gave me your phone number and you're like, call me. And I'm like, okay, I could have, I could talk to you for hours, dude, because like you, you got a lot to say, you listen and you know, there, there's, there's something there always. And man, we're going to have to talk more. So. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. If, if you want advice on, on how not to fuck up, ask me, because I've probably done that dumb thing once, twice, a third time, just to make sure it was still wrong. <laughs> Same. <laughs> That's yeah. the ADHD. So, <laughs> yes, sir. So, so to my question, I guess, uh, Mount Rushmore has four of the most influential people in American history on it, or it could be history of North America anyway. Um, if you could build yourself a Mount Rushmore and put four people up there that you look up to or have inspired you, alive, dead, fiction, nonfiction, who would it be? Uh, my my dad would be one of them. My father, my father, my father would be one. Uh, um, number two, I would have to say. Oh, geez, I would have to say. Damn, that's a t- that's a that's that's a tough tough question. Um, I I know some people might not like me for this one, but I would say custard. Does in general custard? custard. Yeah, yeah, of all things, because. He was, you know, from history, he's a bit of an arrogant guy. Walked into th- something thinking he was going to, going to, uh, you know, take take win the world, and he got his ass handed to him. And they, and they made a hero out of him, but at the same time, also created a whole lot of learning for a lot of other people. Um, you know, you can be on top of the world, but at the same time, you can be dead. You can be dead in the dirt the next the next second. Yeah. Um. Fourth one for that. Um, I think this is <laughs> third third one. The third one. 
Third one. Dead your dad and custard so far. Yeah. Uh, well, a fictional character. Rooster from True Grit. I haven't seen that. You'll have to. He's one of the most roughest, gruffest characters that you could ever that you could ever see. What where um, is it? Where, where is that on? Where's the streaming? True grit. You can get you can get it on Netflix. You can get it on 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 almost anywhere. It was a it was a great movie with uh, Jeff Jeff Bridges. Okay. Okay. Yeah, and then the originals with John Wayne. Um. So that's that's two. That's three. Okay, so I this, gotta go for a fourth. The angry drilling guy, dyslexic. <laughs> no, I keep trying to dodge that one. Um, <clears throat> um, you can have more than four if that's where you're going with. But I, I'm just. No, honestly, honestly, it's it's a tough question, really, for me because there's been a lot of influential people throughout my life in different ways, but at the same time, you look at people different in different times of your life and. And you discover how things change of it. And Amen. The one, the ones that used to be heroes turned out to be the wrong. You know, not what not what you thought they were. My dad. Um, yeah, like there's, uh, there, there's so much of that. Um, <laughs> Brad Wall. Because <laughs> he brought Saskatchewan uh, out of the out of the fucking <laughs> out out of ancient history. Brad Wall, yeah, I think. Um, uh, oh, okay, Scott Moe. Scott Moe is currently the premier. Yeah, right? Brad, yeah, he was he was he was the deputy to Brad to Brad before him. So shout out to Gorge from the Second Act podcast because he actually uh, had Brad Wall on his podcast. And oh. We could do a little. We could do a little teaser. I believe, if if you guys, you guys are gonna talk, and if you want to, I think Gord is trying to get you on his podcast too. Oh, that's awesome! Yeah, is this your first podcast? <laughs> yeah, I've I've done one other one with an outfit out in Seattle a, a little while back. <laughs> the, the angry drilling guy made it all the way out there. Nice. Well, hey. Second is better than not at all, so fuck it. <laughs> hey, I uh, thanks for coming on, man. I really appreciate this, and uh, you know, uh, we're we're clipping along. This will be close to episode forty, or even yeah, we'll be maybe over that. And uh, you know, this has been my baby so far, and and it's been my outlet. It's it's been a yeah, lot of things, very much so. and and uh, I'm having a good time with it, and you know. I, I I just I appreciate you taking time out and and coming on my podcast and and you know helping me out. So that's that's. Oh, I love the invite, man. It was great, great Hell talking yeah. about a couple things. By all means. Hell yeah, man! And yeah, I another that. time, another time, get into some of them stories. By all means, and and same thing. Want to tag on that mental health stuff? I got no problem telling them. Well, that's huge. That's very huge because a lot of people need to hear it. A lot of people need to know that it's okay, right? To talk about it. Yeah, it, it's okay not to be okay. Hear that lots. Wow. But Amazing. I'll tell you, it it what what I discovered with that is it also helps in your circle of people, and 
I got to say that wife just come off over here and I'll tell you, my partner that I have now, she has been my savior on so many levels. She, you know, one of the few people that stuck through me when I was in, in my blackest hole and, and picked me up and reminded me that I'm that, I'm that guy that can take over the world. And every time I want to sit down, she'd sit there, but quietly beside. And the second it was time to get up, she'd be the one making sure that I'm going that direction. You know, That's it's amazing. the it's having everybody, the right people. It's having the right it's having the right people that believe in you. And you, everybody needs some of that in their life, and everyone needs someone like that on their side and on their team. You know, um, my wife is exactly that for me. And you know, I've I've been really fortunate, um, you know, to have a lot of people, uh, a lot of good people on my side and and behind me and in my corner. Um, you know, there's been a few that you know I've invited over into my corner to to kind of help push each other. I Me mean, push them, they push me. That have you know, only been wearing a mask the whole time, but you know, life's all about, right. you know, whatever it is, what it is. And Hey man, we're, we're here. We're here. We're standing. It's all good. We're on the right side of the dirt. That's all that matters. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Spent years, spent too many years try, trying to die. And I'll tell you, it's a lot more funner trying to live. Amen to that. Hey, uh, Riley, a.k.a. the Angry Drilling Guy, thank you, man. And, hey, you stay frosty. Will do, man. Thanks for having me on. We'll chat again. And that wasn't so bad. <laughs> that wasn't so bad. We'll see how, we'll see how the next one goes. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck yeah. Yeah, it's good tunes.